Baptist Church is not a building, not an institution. We're a community of believers moving toward a life fully devoted to Jesus. Our deacons are those who look to serve our community. We have a number of new deacons and would like to introduce them to you and get to know them a little bit better. Let's get to know Michael Kelly. Thank you for taking the time to be here. And thank you for being a, a, a deacon this year. Hmm. We're, we're all kind of new to this. Kind of tell me, I know that you've kind of been through this first year of being an apprentice. Uh, how has that, that been? What have, you, what have you learned there? That's been great. You know, I've been uh, working with Fahim. Um, he, so he's the deacon that I've been working with, and um, you know it's, it's it's great because I'm working with someone that's that's been there, um, you know, and even you know in life, I mean, you know, he's married, has kids, and you know, I, my wife and I don't have any kids yet, but that's something that you know that we want to want to have, and so just talking with Fahim kind of through that, um, it's been really good, um, you know, and, and, and encouraging. Did you know Fahim very well? Not really. And you yeah. see, that's kind of the cool thing. You you make another connection. So you've been at Southside how long? About seven years. Okay. Um, I would say definitely more involved, though, in the last two to three years. And With, what brought you here? Uh, just the people. Um, the people, you know, I, I tried different churches out of out of college. I went to UNF here in town, and, and after college, uh, you know, I, was, I played baseball at UNF. And so because of that, I wasn't able to go to church on Sundays. We always had baseball practice or games. So I would go, you know, to – uh, celebration eleven twenty two because they'd have Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night services. But um, you know, I knew kind of grew up in a, a Baptist church and um, wanted to go to church on Sundays. And so after college, I settled on Southside after several different churches. What kind of what kind of attracted you other than it being? You know, I, th- I think the people, the message, um, the the fact that it is Bible based, and you know, really does look to kind of fulfill Jesus' command of going out and making disciples. So tell me, um, uh, before that even, um, you came to faith in Christ. Kind of give me that story. So I prayed a prayer when I was nine years old, and um, and that was about it. Uh, you know, I grew up in church. I was very blessed uh, with my parents. Um, you know, I was in church every Sunday. Um, and again, prayed a prayer, but that was it. When I was 18 years old, you know, and just kind of back up a little bit, you know, God I already had a God. It was it was baseball. That was, you know, from age 4 to 24, that's what I played. And until I was 18 years old, my only prayer to God, I mean, he was a credit card. I'd pull him out and use him when I needed him, you know. But Let me get a strike. Let me get a strike. Yeah, and, and that was it for me. That was really the extent of my relationship. So, you know, although I had prayed a prayer, I didn't have a personal relationship with God. And there's a very, very big difference. And so the difference from, you know, age 9 to 18 to now age 18 to 33 or well, 32. I don't want to age myself too much there. Uh, but from 18 to 32, <laughs> I don't want to make myself any older. Um, but from 18 to 32, you know, it's it's now I go to God because I want to get to God. I don't want to get things from God. He's he, he's my Savior. He's, it's a personal relationship. I mean, he's, he's my friend. Um, and I can say honestly that, you know, God has always been there for me, no doubt. The people in your life, you say the people here at church is kind of what attracted you to Southside. Who are some of the people who kind of had a big influence on you as you were growing? So I mentioned my parents. You know, they did. They had me in church at a young age, and and just seeing uh, Christ in their marriage. They've been married almost forty five years now, and and it's just a, a marriage that's centered on Christ. Um, just the way they talk to each other, the way they treat each other. You seeing that as a kid, it, it's definitely affected me. Um, I would also say my papa, my dad's dad, who was a pastor. 
Um, he lost his legs. He stepped on a landmine in Korea, lost both legs. They told him that he would never walk again. He wore out seven pairs of artificial legs. He, my grandmother had a nursing home ministry, and just seeing this guy, he passed away when I was 18, but you know, I never once heard him complain. And I mean, when you hear you know, someone say, man, there's just something different about you. I mean, he was the first person I could clearly see there was something different about him, just the way he lived his life. Um, and so he was a very big influence on my faith. And and another person, Gary, or, or people, would be the camp counselors at Mission Fuge um, the uh, summer after my senior year in high school. Um, I could see a difference in those counselors, and they have no idea, but they had a profound impact on my life because I knew they had something that I wanted. And it's amazing how now in your life, there are times you've already made an impact on somebody and you didn't even know it. I haven't thought of that. Just yeah. like those people yeah. made an impact on you, yeah. you know? And it's, it's, it's sobering to understand that people are watching us, mm-hmm. you know, and we can influence one way or the other. Uh, and it's kind of cool that you can see that somebody influenced you. Absolutely. And they probably don't even know, Mm-mm. you know? That's amazing. So at 18, what is it at 18 that kind of made you think, wow, I need to know more about what was, was there something in your life that happened or was it just kind of a, a, a dawning? It wasn't anything that I had. It was what I didn't have. I didn't have that personal relationship. And I had been praying uh, for the first time probably in my life. I had been praying some uh, prayers that were not selfish leading up to this camp, the Mission Fuge camp. And it was, you know, kind of God opened my eyes, opened my heart. Um, And about two weeks leading up to the camp, you know, and then lo and behold, the very first night of the camp, the camp counselor asked us to pray that same prayer that I've been praying for a couple of weeks. And, you know, another uh, person that um, stuck out to me during that time, um, we went to a Goodwill and a man had sold everything. He lived in New York and moved down to uh, Mississippi. Clinton, Mississippi is where we were. And uh, he said, you know, if you're and he used the illustration, he used nine years. He said, you know, if you're not nine years closer to God now than when you got saved, then, you know, you're do- something's not right. right. And here it is, you know, that was nine years for me. So just God had spoke to me in volumes that week. And I knew there was, you know, seeing, seeing the other camp counselors there, there were people, you know, at 18 years old, I mean, I had the, you know, the world at my feet and yet still I was empty. You know, I knew I was missing something. So now that you're a, a full-fledged deacon, you're no longer an apprentice, what do you do you have any hopes do you have any expectations of where we're going to go here well you know i know the the job of the of the deacon is is not to lead but to serve so to well to lead by serving and you know i, I look at the life of christ i mean you know he said in his word that you know i came to to serve and not to be served and if that's our king that's saying that, you know, and, and our, our goal as Christians is to become more Christ-like, then I hope that through this process, you know, learning to really serve the, um, you know, the church members, that I can become more Christ-like in doing so. If I can, you know, model my life, like after my grandfather, like I said, you know, I would love, I mean, I have had one person tell me before they can see a difference, and that was probably the best compliment I've ever received. So, yep, here to, here to serve as a, as a deacon at Southside. Thanks for listening. We invite you to make plans to join us at Southside for our Deacon Ordination Service on Sunday, February 2nd, 2020 at 5 p.m. This will be an inspiring time of worship and celebration as we set apart some remarkable men and women to serve our community through the Deacon Ministry. If you want more information about Southside, please visit our website, ssbc.org.